Hello lovely ladies and welcome back to the next in your educational series and we're going to be talking about gut health. So our gut is about seven meters long. It's insane. It's interlinked with our mood, our immune functioning, our energy levels, our heart health and so much more. And it's the collection of bacteria in your gut that are called the gut microbiota, microbiome if you've ever heard of that. And diversity of bacteria in your gut is so important for good gut health, as it's ensuring that no one bacteria dominates, which can then lead to some sort of illnesses or difficulties and diseases. So this variety develops in your younger years, and it does then stabilise a little bit in your adulthood. And the evolution of your gut microbiota can be influenced by your diet, your environment and your lifestyle. So things that we can do to help to, to, help to support our gut. And there's growing evidence that the microbiota in the gut, along with nutrition, can impact um, mental health difficulties. That's another really, really important reason why it's important to kind of get a bit of an understanding of how our nutrition can help. So why is the gut health important? It's home to over 100 million neurons. 90% of the serotonin in your body, which is like one of your happy hormones, happens to be produced in the gut. And your gut is lined with cells that secrete antibodies in your bloodstream, which are going to help with your immune functioning and your overall well-being. So your gut is actually crucial as it impacts your overall health. And it's often termed the second brain. If our gut isn't working effectively, our brain isn't working effectively. And our body's immunity is also impacted. We're not going to be metabolising our food correctly and we're also not going to be functioning as well as we can be. So, how can our nutrition help? Poor nutritional quality can contribute to inflammation in the gut, which then can stimulate the production of certain things that are involved in the pathology of mental disorders. So it's really important to make sure that we're getting good anti-inflammatory and good quality nutrition into our diet. So diets that are extremely high in carbohydrates that have a high GI, so this includes things like white bread, overloading in terms of like cakes and donuts, that can be and has been found to be associated with depressive symptoms. This does not mean that like having one or one of them now and then is going to cause that, it's very much about the balance. So This can be because you're not getting enough nutrients into your body, such as your magnesium and your zinc, which are going to be really important for supporting your brain functioning. It does not mean that causation, like correlation means causation. So it does not mean that just because these two things are associated in terms of high GI white carbohydrates and depressive symptoms does not mean that they cause it. But it does, there is a link between the fact that these high GI foods can trigger inflammation within your gut because of the volume of like the sugars and everything like that so one key point to kind of take away is carbohydrates wise making sure that your main crucial source of carbohydrates are more unrefined so things like oats whole grain rice whole grain bread whole grain pasta sweet potatoes quinoa bulgur wheat those sorts of things are going to be really really great at supporting your gut health um, and making sure you're getting good carbohydrates in. Obviously, things like cakes and donuts, they can be had, but very much in terms of like a balance. And another thing worthwhile noting is how stress influences your gut health. 
So stress is closely linked to our gut. When we experience stress, we experience it mentally and physically. And there are so many ways in which your gut is linked to your stress. So your gut contains 500 million neurons that are connected to your brain. And stress can inhibit the signals that get sent between the brain and the gut. So it can actually make signaling between the two harder. Your gut microbiomes also produce neurotransmitters that can either have a calming effect on the body or can actually lead to like more stress. So obviously, if your gut is not feeling up to scratch, then that can be imp- um, impacting the type of neurotransmitters that are being created. Stress can impact the movement and contraction in your GI tract, so it can lead to slow digestion and also abdominal pain. This is why when you are stressed, it's usually a good thing to calm yourself down before eating because when you're stressed, your blood flow is not going to the gut. It's not going to be causing digestion. It's going to be going to your fight or flight to get you out of that situation. So you need to calm yourself down so that when you eat, you can then digest it in a really great way. And stress has been found to promote the cons- consumption of like these easily palatable foods, which can then influence the fact that there might be a low diversity of your gut bacteria. So realistically, I say all of this, but what does good gut health and poor gut health kind of look like? Let's start with good. Good gut health kind of means passing a stool every day, so pooping every day, feeling empty after you go to the toilet, passing your stool without pain, and also minimal bloating or gas. Poor gut health is things like bloating, loose stools, constipation or not feeling empty after you've been to the toilet, heartburn, nausea, vomiting, poor skin, tiredness, bad breath. So they're the sort of things that highlight poor gut health. So this is that's when these hints and tips are going to be really, really useful. So my main hints and tips for getting good gut health. Exercise. So after eating, it can be really beneficial to go for a walk as this is going to help to encourage peristalsis, which is basically another word for when the muscles contract and allow the food to go through the digestive tract. So say, for example, you're having lunch. If you've got time, popping out for a nice little 10, 20 minute walk. Same thing for dinner, just to help that digestion. Next one, focus on your breathing. Be mindful of your breathing because this is going to have downstream effects on our stress levels, which, as I've just said, has a downstream effect on our gut. Probiotics can also be used pre and probiotics and they can promote the healthy gut balance, but this can have a bit of an impact. You kind of want to have an understanding of where your gut bacteria are, like what you're dominant in before having a bit of an understanding whether you should take pre or probiotics. And like I said, nutrition. So the Mediterranean diet is one that has actually been highlighted as really beneficial for our gut health. And this focuses on whole foods, so those carbohydrate sources that I did mention that are unrefined. You've also got seafood, fish, lean meat, nuts, seeds, um, avocados, everything like that. So it's kind of more about a fibre-rich food that can help to then increase the variety of the good bacteria in your gut. But it's also ensuring that you are getting enough of your essential proteins carbs and fats and it's also a diet that can actually really help with those um, inflammatory responses which is why it's often recommended for our gut health 
If you have any questions about gut health, how you might be able to improve yours or just getting a bit of an understanding as to whether you feel like you've got good or poor gut health, then just drop me a message.